The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Now every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that it was excuse me, assuming that he was in the ground, the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. At this time, I invite any young or young at heart forward uh, for a special message. Christmas Day. And there's 12 days of Christmas between now and next Sunday. 
goes on. And so I'm going to ask you my question now. Where have you seen God this week? Oh, you're getting smart on me. You know the week because we're going to have somebody else too, don't you? Yeah? Okay, at least you're on. But will you ask him? Will you ask him? No? Where have you seen God this week? Will you join me in prayer? Gracious God, all creation is called to worship and give you praise at what you have done. That you have taken on flesh and bone and lived among us as one of us for all of us. Stir up in us the presence of your Christ child. Clothe us with compassion and kindness humility and patience. Help us to forgive one another just as you have forgiven us. Help us to love with a love that binds everything together in perfect harmony, with a love that brings peace, the peace of the Christ child into this world. Now may your word, uh, the words of God through the Holy Spirit, 
Dwell in us richly through this word that you've given to us this day. Strengthen us and keep us in all good things and prepare us to be your people, holy and beloved for all creation. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So picking up uh, with what we talked about with the kids, we celebrated Christmas just this past Tuesday, and already we start to see some of the, the lights being shut off a little bit early. Uh, people have started to take their decorations down in preparation for the new year, right? You can't keep anything up after December 31st. But the 12 days of Christmas are still going on. We're only on day six. Christmas season is in full swing. Just as we celebrated the birth of our God, Emmanuel, God with us, we continue to wonder and to marvel at the many ways that God continues to be with us today and always. We have a whole week yet to tell one another Merry Christmas and a whole week yet to continue to learn what the birth of this Christ child means for us, that God is truly with us. This morning, the young Jesus, he sits in the temple on the steps, learning from the teachers and the rabbis, asking them questions, staying behind, uh, leaving his family to go on home, just so he can be in his father's house, learning more and more about who God is and what God does for us. This young Jesus, just 12 years old, impresses these teachers, these rabbis, the professionally educated leaders of the people with his questions and with his answers. He apparently showed promise as one who had a deep understanding of the Jewish faith. Luke tells us that all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and at his answers. When someone came to the temple, uh, there's a great set of steps that leads up uh, to the front entrance. And it was there that rabbis and teachers would gather uh, along the staircase, massive wide staircase. And that's where they would teach. That's where they would lecture. People would come and they would ask them questions. You know, what does this mean, this law that we have from Moses? What does this mean for my life? What does this thing that God has shared with us mean about my family? What does it mean about God's love for us? They would come and they would ask questions all day long. And if you had a really good rabbi, the rabbi wouldn't give you a straight answer. They would ask a question in return, uh, prompting you and promoting you to think about what it is you're asking for yourself and to come to an answer that God has already provided for us. This served as an invitation to the people to think more deeply and more profoundly about life, about God, and about our relationship with our neighbor. At 12 years old, this young Jesus was engaged in this process, responding to the rabbi's thought-provoking questions with answers that surprised even them. And there's a few things about this image from Luke's gospel that I think do wonders to teach us about who God is and what God does for us. 
The first thing I believe is that God continues to speak to us and for us and with us in unsuspecting ways through unsuspecting mouthpieces. I love the angels. Christmas still goes on. It was a child who surprised the religious leaders and the highly educated teachers with his wisdom. With his understanding of who God is and what God does for us. The second thing that I think this text does for us is it it shows us the importance of asking questions. Of pursuing a deeper understanding of our relationship with God and our responsibility as God's holy, beloved and chosen people. Even Jesus asked questions about life, about faith, about God. Not because he had forgotten, not because he didn't know and experience everything that there is about the being of God. I'm convinced that Jesus asked questions because he wanted to understand what it meant to be human. What it means to wrestle with the reality of death in faith of, in face of God's promise that death will be no more. I believe that Jesus asked questions to understand what it means to wrestle with the notion that, that bad things happen to good people. And the wicked seem to get off scot-free. All the while God promises mercy and justice for the oppressed. I believe that Jesus asked questions so that he could understand how we live, trusting day after day that God will provide, even though we may feel sometimes that God has abandoned us, that God is nowhere to be found. I believe that Jesus asked these questions so that he could teach the teachers and remind us all that our life of growing in faith together never stops And there's more of God's love to be experienced and shared and understood. This text shows us that Jesus himself was learning and asking questions about the scriptures and exploring with these rabbis what it means to be a people chosen and claimed by God. And by sitting there asking questions of these teachers, Jesus teaches us that faith Faith is one of God's most wonderful gifts that warrants being poked and prodded and explored and expanded. I believe that this text about Jesus in the temple teaches us and reminds us that our faith is a gift that needs to continue to be nurtured and formed through our relationships with one another. Jesus wasn't alone in the temple praying. He wasn't alone in the temple singing songs or hymns of praise. He was sitting among others, talking with them, asking questions, experiencing fellowship with them. He learned from his elders and in return taught them about God's love through his own experience and his own understanding, even though he was a stranger to them. And so Jesus teaches us that faith formation is a lifelong process that requires us to be in relationship with one another. Just as Jesus increased 
in wisdom and in stature and in divine and human favor. We must take the opportunity to learn from our sisters and our brothers here in the St. Mark's family and in the world that surrounds us. Just as Jesus sat with others in the temple, we too must join together and share how God is blessing our lives, how God is present and active around us, reminding us of the ground we walk on, how good it is to be alive, and what it means to be blessed and protected by a God who loves us. And so as we continue this process, as we join Jesus sitting on the temple steps, we may ask ourselves, where do we begin? Where do we start? There's so much to learn, so much to experience, so much to give thanks for. How do we begin to encounter God in a new way each and every day? And I think even this text shows us the answer. We return to the text. God's word made flesh revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures. When Jesus' parents finally did find him there in the temple, uh, what he says to them isn't, didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? That's a liberty that the translators took to get at the same thing. What Jesus really said to them was, did you not know that I must be about the things of my father? Did you not know that I would be doing what my father would have me do? Did you not know that I would be here, steeped in the middle of my father's house and everything that goes on here, where his people come to worship and learn about him day after day? And I fully believe that what amazed these teachers, what amazed the crowds, what amazed and confused his parents, these things of the father are some of the very thing, same things that Paul touched on in his letter to the Colossians this morning. As he marveled about God's love for the world and the fulfillment of God's covenant with all creation. When asked by the Colossians, uh, what does it mean to be faithful and uh, what does it mean to love and serve God as a follower of this person, Jesus? Paul responded to them with an invitation to come and see all that God offers through the Holy Spirit. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive each other just as the Lord has forgiven you. Clothe yourself with love that binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And be thankful that the word of God in Christ Jesus, dwell in you richly, teach, and admonish one another with wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. Love as God has loved. Forgive as God has forgiven. Make peace as Christ's peace rules in our hearts. Give thanks that we have been blessed with one another's presence and gifts to teach and to be taught. Worship, sing, pray without ceasing. And whatever you do, be it on the steps 
learning from those whom God has given us. Or loving and serving our neighbor out in this community. Whatever you do, waking or sleeping, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Because he is God. With us. For us. Now and always. Amen.